Hello and welcome to Kardashian at the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jardin. And I'm Marcy Jaro. Hi, Jess. Hi, my friend. How are you? I'm just having a Sunday. I mean, we I feel like I'll I'll let the listeners in to a very fun little thing, which is that uh, you and Trisha and I, Marco Polo. Yes. And it is a great joy for anyone who doesn't know. It's a wonderful app. I credit Marcy with bringing it into my life. Uh, little video messages you send each other um, that are like text chains, but videos. And they're so fun to, especially if you get behind and you get to catch up on a bunch. Um, so I was Marco Poloing with you both this morning while I face masked. Yeah. While I had a little Sunday, my favorite morning. It's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day. Um, I'm seeing my for mom later. Who are playing the role of caretaker caretaker. I, yeah. They should have a like they should really combine those. I I really find this holiday like uh, pretty complicated now it's, and I'm someone who you know I, I'm very lucky my mom is is alive and in my life um, but the more I know about uh, fertility issues uh, about pregnancy issues about, about people like, losing parents the death of parents like this is a really uh, complicated holiday yeah. um, and Father's Day too and it makes me really sad for my friends who who have to experience like an onslaught of uh, of a thing um i i don't know i kind of i mean i'm very happy to go see my mom later and i love that we take a take time to celebrate parents but i do wish it was more all encompassing i think it's a really yeah. or or just uh handled with a little more tenderness um you know i was thinking about you know it's just a really complicated holiday uh for for a lot of people and i in a I, way that like other ones aren't yeah like well yeah. i mean all of them can be um but in a way specifically that you're like no 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 if you're missing one of these people it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt and it's also just sort of like a kind of forced reflection you know like and because uh, some people I was, ha are alienated from their mothers and it's or yeah who have relationships but it's not good <laughs> uh you know it's just a really i think also i've it's i was thinking about it a lot because in therapy our beloved rachel i have probably spent the bulk of this year talking about my relationship to my mom um Ooh. because it is very much like the core <laughs> the core of i think everything everything unfortunately and so, unfairly unfairly <laughs> it is like for both you can't of us. really you can't really get away from it and and uh our beloved rachel is really good at being like hmm that reminds me of another relationship in your life can you think of which one i'm talking about <laughs> and, and i'm like damn it and everything tends to be so i think at least i i am certainly not a trained uh, psychologist by any means but i think i have learned that your relationship with your mother is one that defines almost all your other relationships um or lack thereof yeah. or you know and um you really replicate it or seek it or you know it and so it's it's a relationship uh i i think is just very fraught and complicated and has like the most depth of maybe any in our whole lives and so to a day like today it just feels like a it's just not that simple it's I think, a crap you know? shoot that it's gonna be okay 
<laughs> yeah. I remember once I was babysitting on Mother's Day because unfortunately the mom was, she was like, I've never been away from my kids and I have to be away. She was on a book tour. She's like, I have to be away on Mother's Day and I get in that night. So I was like, that's fine. I was like, I'm, so I was going to be with them for like, like 14 hours. And I was like, we got to get wow. out of the house. So I took them. I was like, well, I'll take, maybe it was, I don't even know if Lydia was born yet, but I think it was just me and like a, a three-year-old. Wow. And so I was like, I'll take her to brunch. That'll be fun. Uh, not realizing like ah! the hell of <laughs> Mother's Day brunch, especially with like a sleepy like three-year-old who was like, <sighs> you know, because she it was it would have been her lunch, but she was still getting tired because we had to wait. And I was like, yeah. I had to hold a three-year-old, a tall from tall people <laughs> on my hip. And I was like, this is a bad idea. So that was my one Mother's Day as a mother. And it was too much, guys. I don't know how anyone does it. I don't know how anyone does it. I'm it's sure people uh, ask the same about me with my three cats. <laughs> oh my God. You, and me and my miniature collection. <laughs> how, how does she do it? <laughs> it? I am like unapologetically being like, I don't know, guys. I really like, I absolutely uh, bow down to you. Couldn't do it. Not sure I want to. Uh, seems so hard. You're it doing so much so for the world. Hard. It seems so incredibly hard. And this year, you know, I think a, it's I wouldn't call it a silver lining, but I definitely feel that the pandemic spotlit in a way that could not be ignored how unbelievably hard um, motherhood is motherhood in a career. Yeah. Uh, I've watched so many of the mothers and uh, I work with and parents. It's it's both parents, but particularly, obviously, mothers and new mothers who are breastfeeding. Um, and have had to like balance it with like full-time work from home to be like, uh, I had one coworker who I could always tell when she was breastfeeding because of the angle of the camera <laughs> would pop up <laughs> and like, you know, get like that the balance titty out of there, get that titty <laughs> out. Uh, but you know, just like it, it is, it has been really intense and emotional to watch. Uh, not to mention like absolutely no support suddenly, like not even from family members. Uh, this no. past year so and uh, we have friends i have multiple friends or, or and even acquaintances who had their babies in the pandemic and yeah who just it just is a it's a really intense time i and i i feel for mothers and what it's intense yeah. tough year it's been and also like people who don't want to be mothers and yeah it's also, just an intense day thank all of you because you are you're responsible for the assholes we have to deal with. So, <laughs> and some of you make them great. So they're not even assholes. And so for that, I salute you for people who make compassionate humans. Oh my God. <laughs> to, build, to make compassionate humans. Uh, yeah. I bow down, uh, especially let's say it men. Um, yeah. So anyways, I just was really thinking about it right before we started recording. Um, I also was thinking about, I said this on the Marco Polo, we're going out to dinner in Pasadena, taking my parents out and um, to a restaurant to like their favorite restaurant where we always go. And it will be the first time we've like been out in public with them anywhere. And it's for sure the first time they will have been really anywhere at all. Like they have been fully hermited. And I was talking to Tim about how like it's going to be bad. 
I was like, I was like, it's gonna go really bad. Well, I already said, like, if your mom starts screaming at people, please I will record it. Record it. And then Well, she's definitely gonna get drunk too fast. My mom has zero oh, tolerance. She might cry. And, like, she's gonna cry. She has zero tolerance and she loves martinis, a real Chris Jenner line of teeny lovers in this family. And she will definitely get like a huge martini and be like Ha- like hammered in within the first five minutes of <laughs> dinner and then get kind of like foggy and sleepy and like basically be falling asleep. So it's going to be bad. And then like, they're just really unsocialized. And my dad is still really anxious about spaces and mm. you know, the efficacy of everything. And like, I, anyways, I was like, Tim, maybe we just show up late <laughs> like <laughs> after like they've stress. been seated. Yes. To just like, let them get their bearings and like get we weird with the, the luckily they know, they know my parents there. Cause it's the only restaurant they go to. So I, they, they've definitely like already seen them <laughs> be weird, yeah. but I was like, it like suddenly dawned on me. I've been like, Oh my God, we're going to go out on mother's day dinner. It'll be so fun. And I was like, Oh, it's probably going to be really bad. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't add any stressors by being late. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But, um, anyways, uh, (laughs) we have a, a, should we get into it? Yeah. 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 Um, Let's see. We I didn't do any of the news, so you, you have <laughs> Don't to. Don't worry. I'll lead us through. Yes. Um, at, well, and first of all, happy Mother's Day to a family of Full mothers. Of mothers. I was laughing because that pic they posted today, it's all of them, but it's just all of them but Kendall. <laughs> Kendall's just like sitting on a horse somewhere. <laughs> Lot. Uh, I mean, the the ovarian reach of MJ and Chris Jenner it's, is it's really enormous. fascinating because I because there's so many. I'm like, what a fertile family. But then we've seen them deal with infertility issues and yeah. having to get surrogates. So if these women who were born to breed, literally, yeah. then it's it's it, it kind of speaks to the gamut that that you know, reproductive issues can run. Yeah. Well, and I'll say this, a big piece that gets lost in the mix of these conversations because is the man, the men, men are not necessarily fertile. Men have fertility issues too. And it's like, not that they're, you know, they definitely are and the men aren't, but it's like, I forget that sometimes like women internalize, like in this conversation of motherhood, women internalize so much of the fertility struggle and and especially with aging. And it's like their sperm are crooked and it can't get an egg. It's not a given that it is on the women's end. And it's why you like men have to get tested too when you begin the fertility journey. And it's like you, I think it, people would be surprised. I'm not saying this uh, for myself, but I think it's like, <laughs> oh, Timbo's sperm. I got to <laughs> beat him off with a stick. I'm not at all. <laughs> Too much. But like male fertility is, is a part of the conversation. And, and uh, they don't and like it to they, be from what no. I understand. They get very upset. Uh, and well, they're and like, as, no, no, not me. <laughs> and I would imagine, again, I'm 100% just like, this is not, you know, but if you are also a celebrity, a big, tall, famous athlete, you know, like these are, you know, the way that we equate like masculinity and fertility, femininity and fertility, motherhood and fertility. It's it's fucked up, man. So yeah. anyways, uh, I mean, we've but all it is heard really- stories about women who couldn't get pregnant and then that kind of like broke up their marriage and then as soon as they meet someone else they're like oh i'm immediately pregnant right yeah i mean that's the thing and so you know uh yes but it is a very interesting um 
journey with this family. And I, and I, we've talked about it before. I, I've, I, for everything that they've made bad about the world, uh, th- what they've opened up conversationally yeah. about pregnancy and fertility and just, you know, uterine issues. <laughs> like, I, I should also say, stuff. speaking of male, uh, reproductive issues, it's so much easier to test them. And it's crazy that they don't get tested more. Uh huh. All they have to yep. do is eject. It's the most pleasurable experience. Whereas <laughs> women have to have foreign objects inserted in their body in a bad way to figure it out. And, and like, yeah. Hormones. And if there is an issue, it's only the start yes. of the journey. And it's like, yeah, before that, before they have, before you have, you know, eggs retrieved, needles in your stomach every day for t- yeah. like the, the, the trauma that women endure in the journey of fertility it does feel like there's a lot more conversation about it than there ever was, which I'm very grateful for. Like, it's pretty crazy to me. To, I, mean, I think that's a very recent thing. Um, but yeah, man, it's, honey, it's, it's, go it's so in a cup and look at it under a microscope. You love that kind of stuff. You love that shit. Have a fucking blast. <laughs> Literally uh, blast it out and check it out. <laughs> so happy Mother's Day to <laughs> the first family of many mothers. <laughs> a lot of sperm talk for Mother's Day. A lot of sperm but talk. Don't get but one we're, without the other. So we're not we're not. This is we can't just all blame it on the egg. Um Anyways, uh, so we'll get into the news. Um, so this was a fun story. Apparently, Kim is roped into a story about art thievery, which is very fun. Uh, <laughs> so the government claims that a statue dating back to the what first government? or second. Gotta, gotta... Oh, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, so. A piece of art the U.S. government okay. is seeking to return to Italy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> which was apparently purchased by Kanye. Uh, and so the apparently this statue was from first or second century Rome. It ended up getting shipped to the U.S. in 2016. And on the paperwork, it's listed Kim Kardashian. I don't know what DBA is. Uh, Noel Roberts Trust as the co-signee and importer of the sat- of the statue. That is Kim's trust that she has used for other big ticket purchases, according to TMZ. So apparently, Kim is saying that Kanye bought the bought the sculpture as part of you know his. He was working with that Belgian um, designer. Yeah. Yes. It, but that's what it reads to me as when I was looking at it last week. Is that it reads to me that they're working with a designer and the designer is like, I have a statue and bring it. And so they have no yeah. knowledge of the history of right. it. And so the, they like, and they're paying the designer through this trust because it's probably hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes. In fact, I think this was almost three quarters of a million dollars, this statue, right? I believe yes. it was like $750,000. Funny that I remember yeah. all this from not looking. I read this earlier in the week, I think. Uh, wow, I'm impressed. So it just seems as if like this uh, Axel Vervordut. Vervordut. I know. This is this designer who they like built their weird museum house. Yes. With, who did all their stuff. Uh, and I could Hidden Hills Mansion. totally see big like influential designers being like, uh, you have this rare thing I want it. And people are like, I'll give you the rare thing. Just shut up about it. <laughs> but So the feds, they apparently, so Italy has determined it's a cultural treasure looted from an archaeological site. Well, well, oh, this is like, look, what do you want? Do you want, um, uh, shit, what is it? The exorcist to happen, Kim? Come on. 
<laughs> what do you want? This is going to be I mean, bad. Whatever you- I feel like Kim is like, I don't fucking want this. Absolutely. You know? And she's like, I never did. Uh, Kanye wanted it. <laughs> it was just like one of his other like, oh yeah, you need an old ass statue. I like truly, if this had made it here, who knows the evil that it could have unleashed? Oh, could have been really bad it could have i been mean really and, bad i feel and i mean we i already i already feel like we're gonna see all of this this white i mean the this era the like white marble statue this belgian designer era is already on the way out she i mean i'm waiting for this house to get like a full redesign just like, like jackson pollock style yes like. just like i would be i would laugh so hard too because um, i think I, we talked about this but like i learned that my uh, style is called cottage core or no, sorry. Clutter core. Clutter core is like everything has a core now and clutter core. I've, I was, it was sent to me. People uh, like uh, somebody sent it to me and I was like, Oh my God, that's absolutely my aesthetic. It's just like jumbledy knickknacks wa- walls full of too many things hanging. Like everything's just like too much, too much. And it's the absolute inverse of, I feel like Kim and Kanye style. And so I hope her style becomes clutter core. Now, Jess, <laughs> did you see the statue in question? It's in this TMZ article. It. Let me look. It seems look. to be uh, just Angela Jolie's leg from the Oscars a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lower half. It's just a leg. It's just a one featured foot. <laughs> got to say, this statue ain't shit. <laughs> you know what? Italy, you can fucking keep this statue. America uh, doesn't want it. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of looking for the whole uh, entire body. We're not really a lower half of the body. Place, Look, so. If anything, we know, I guess it's true. He's a butt man. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm kind of like moving towards like a bust, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to have uh, half a statue, it's going to be from the waist up. I'm sorry. You can keep the arms, but I got to have the torso. <laughs> I'm not loving it. Yeah, Kim's like, I don't know. I just love, though, I love Kim being mixed up in an international art heist. It's, it's not, I guess, there's no heisting involved. It's just about If it had stealing. gotten here, it would have been. That's true. It, it's also, very much art, true lies. It's very true lies. Uh, it's a very fun one, even though I'm sure legally for her it sucks. But, uh, you know, it's. I love that post-divorce Kim is involved in a fucking missing piece of art look she's not uh, just posting sexy pictures she's also being a bad girl <laughs> she's a bad girl she's stealing um interna- international art historic collectibles um okay so in the world of travis and courtney no huge giant updates we've been given a slight reprieve Thank in God. F- insanely sexy sexy smoldering Oof. horny photos Oof. Which I think we all needed, let's be honest. Yes. Uh, it was a lot. And you know who really needed it was Shanna Mochler, who mm. has done a great job inserting herself into this uh, situation by trying to not acknowledge and talk about it. All she's done is like exactly that. Um, and of course, she's going to she's going to take some of that clout. Uh, so we know all of the postings, the postings, the tattoo, the everything. The It went on and went on and went on. Uh, And in the meantime, um, Shanna put a caption on one of her posts 
Uh, first, there was this thing where she supposedly inserted herself because somebody had commented earlier on said that broad don't got nothing on you. Travis downgraded big time. And Shanna liked that comment and then went on to be like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. And then I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. There was uh, sh- she posted a picture of her boyfriend, um, her new boyfriend, and commented, he makes me happy. And when a fan criticized her, for posting about him when he hadn't shared anything related on his own page. She said, unlike some people, my relationship status isn't based on social media posting. I'm happy. I'm happy on life, not on Instagram. And then I'm seeing this other one, Jess. It says she posted a cry laughy emoji. Stop complaining about your life. There are people out there dating your ex. Followed up by Courtney posting an Instagram story of a woman just uh, outside of Levan. No, it's uh, what is that's not Levan Guardia. Never mind. I thought it was Levan Bakery. But it's it's a woman and it's uh, she's looking at her phone. It says, stop social media stalking your ex. Ah, ah. It's definitely a thing. And there was also like in the midst of all this, then Eunice, suppo- you know, posted this thing. Uh, shamelessness has become so normal in today's society that modesty has become strange. And then everybody was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's about Courtney and Travis. And he wrote, I always post quotes since years, all types of quotes. Mm-hmm. Stop attaching myself to people that are not part of my life anymore. It's been two years. Let's move on. No need for bad vibes. Keep me far away from that. Much appreciated. Also, it doesn't need to be directly about Courtney to also be about Courtney. Like if you were right. talking about modesty then she was never the person for you that family's not modest so no. even if it's not about her it's still like also about her it would be like yes. <laughs> like me being like mm, I mean don't date, date sketch comedy boys and be like it's not about my ex <laughs> <laughs> right like even the though it's the shared day. between us like everyone right. we know has dated someone you know because we're right. in comedy but it can be not specific and <laughs> completely specific by default. Yeah. I mean, and it should be if you're talking about if you're giving any sort of like thoughts or advice about how you feel about dating, it's specific because you've only dated X number of people. And, you know, I'm looking at this picture of <laughs> Shanna Mochler and it's like oh, so highly filtered on the face. Oh my God. And then there's bruises on her legs. It's like, wait, why are we not like full? <laughs> like, we have to follow through. I'm sorry. What? What? I forgot about that. I want to go back. I might pull up some like clips of um, Meet the Barkers because I can't really remember her, her vibe, her says energy. That says it all. I know. I remember them being kind of like, Oh yeah, look at that. Big old bruise. And then like the most cartoonishly filtered face. What a time. I'm getting real sick of these filters, man. I tell you what, I never go like my my personage I don't ever put online a lot. And I got embroiled in a fake TikTok scandal. Did, not embroiled. I was just posting about it because, you know, I curate TikToks on my Instagram stories, right? I am so grateful that you do because you help people like me who are still learning how it all works. And I try not to do the ones that are too popular. You're great. Every you now and then great. people will be like, I already saw this one. I'm like, well, that's fine for you. This is for the people who don't TikTok. Okay. Tell them it's for me specifically. It's for <laughs> Jess. Um, 
But it was these women who were posting a picture of this. It was like this man that she was like, you have a baby. And then someone was like, funny, that's my husband. And someone else was like, funny, that's my husband. <laughs> but they were like, wait, third lady, you're not in part. You're not part of this because it's me and my girlfriend and we're joking. Uh, uh, and so I like went on Instagram and I put a filter on to be like, guys, I'm disappointed and sorry. And then I was like, oh, my God, filters really change you <laughs> like a it's so, lot it's so it really like i thought the worst thing was when i used to get when i used to get um eyelash extensions i i was a lady who used to have them year round i like fully loved eyelash extensions still do but it truly like fucked me up where if i ever didn't have them. And part of the reason they were a huge pain in the ass to keep. They're so annoying. They are expensive. They take forever to get put on. You can't take hot showers. You like, they're just this horrible, like they're wonderful for an occasion, but I, like to live with them is insane. But truly it was like, I couldn't handle the way I looked without them on. Like I felt like I looked like I had little like pinhole eyes. <laughs> like it truly morphed <laughs> my ability. What I would like dread, like if I knew I was going to, you know, need to have them off or something, I would dread what like looking in the mirror. And I was like, I feel like that is very unhealthy. Like oh. that is not good. I cannot live a life like that where I like go years and years and years. Uh, and it did, it like took me a while. I felt like to truly like recover to seeing my face. Like I could see the dysmorphia was the point, yes. you know, I was like, oh my God, my eyes looked crazy to me. Um, and my whole face looked really crazy and sad to me because the thing is you wake up, it's like waking up with makeup on, you know? And I feel like the filters give me that feeling where it's like, you've, you have fun and you mess around with them. And then you go back to your face and you're like, Oh, <laughs> and it's like, that is horrible. I mean, <sighs> I tell you, like, uh, uh, especially like being a fat woman in life to be like every now and then you catch a glimpse, you're like, oh, that's not what I thought was happening. But <laughs> I have security cameras and every now and then I will film myself like accidentally because I'll turn on the the like the, the the trigger that makes it go off automatically. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be like, oh, I walk outside to go, like, close my gate or something and I'll catch a picture of my so bad from high uh, from really high angle <laughs> i don't look so bad on my <laughs> security camps i mean you know could be better could be worse um but have you ever done you've probably done the eyelash tinting i did it once yeah it really helps man it's great it's also the perm is what really helped the lift the yes. eyelash lift i don't know if that's safe for your eyes it feels like it's bad for my eyes but uh, it's i mean the amount of things the amount of like glue and chemicals i've put like uh, to my eyes at this point i can't believe i haven't but suffered any it really helps. my mom's a natural blonde so i'm always and now like white hair i'm like you should really get it because she's like i can't oh, leave the house without makeup I'm like you really could if you just had eyelashes yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Also, I'm like fully, I do use Latisse. I'm get. I got, you know, I'm doing all this. I love all the stuff. It was, it was just so weird. I like the extensions became like a thing I felt really like, um, beholden to, it's you know, like I just had got, I was in too deep. Really funny how we're like, we have, we're supposed to be attractive. We're like, that is our job. And it's so ingrained in us that when we're not, we're like, oh, no, it's like a big I mean, deal. It's 
it's it's a real issue and i really like i <laughs> especially a year in to video like the video using video every day like the unpacking of that for me professionally like what that's done i turn know? my I, video off i never i can't i t for me i I try and I take breaks. A lot of it is just like I, you know, for whatever reason, I think it's vanity too, you know, like I like seeing that I'm part of it, but it is. Yeah. It's just a year of like the last thing we all needed was to be able to like self obsess as much as we have. And I tell you, I, this is a thing. Another TikTok thing I noticed is that the younger generation, this Gen Z generation really don't present themselves as perfection. Like they're very comfortable oh. with purposely having terrible hairstyles for their, for what we would think is attractive. Yes. But they like, but then it's also very cool because it's like, well, it's not like feminine or attractive, but it's like quote unquote around all that stuff. But it's, but it's like, you're doing exactly what you want. You do what you want. You present, I feel like, truly how you most see yourself as opposed to what you believe you're supposed and to be, which is they're very sense. into showing texture on face. Yes. It's so I'm which I, I know like our generation has been ruined by believing that you're supposed to have smooth skin and there is enough pills, lotions, creams and needles you can get to actually achieve it. You just haven't found the right version yet. Right. It's exactly it's it's uh, I'm very for all of the shit that that generation has to deal with, which is so much. It's that's the stuff that I'm like, oh, I'm happy for you for that. I love TikTok so much. I know we have to move on. I like feel like I finally clicked into it this week. I watched so much. I was like <laughs> I, I kept like I was like, I'm going to just really keep watching TikTok and oh. see what it gives me and see what my algorithm <laughs> it's is. It's a bad thing because you're going to be up at three o'clock in the morning on oh, a school and night and be like, I fully oh. I told you I it told me to go to bed <laughs> <laughs> that comes on got, all the time that's always I that guy up, pops up and he's like you've been scrolling too long you're like get out of here you don't know my business I was shocked I was like <gasps> he was like it'll be here tomorrow you should go to bed and I truly closed the app because I was so embarrassed I was like oh no <laughs> but glad to know that he's not specific to me no um <laughs> oh my gosh okay uh, we'll keep it moving. Speaking of young, young people, Oof. Kylie and Travis. I mean, look, they're I, I, they've been on. We feel like I don't know. However, I feel like they just live in some sort of bubble of their own design. Yeah. But apparently, according to TMZ, uh, they are more officially back together. It was his birthday, as we know, because the whole family posted the hell out of Travis Scott's birthday. So we got two Travises in the family now. And uh, apparently Kylie flew to Miami to join him uh, for a group dinner at a restaurant called Komodo. And then they went to the club together. So they were at that club that they were all at recently. LIV. Yeah. That's like the big Miami club. And like posted a video of them kind of uh, he was like holding on to Kylie's leg and they were like kind of just more physically cozy than I think people have seen them for a while. And apparently, according to TNZ, uh, the the club goers at LIV definitely saw them being canoodling um, canoodling and coupled up i mean i feel like of all the potential matches in the kardashian family this is the least like uh, anyone cares of. i mean for mm -hmm. me personally i care least about this one and maybe it's because it seems like yeah yeah they seem like a couple 
Mm-hmm. So like, they who seem, cares? I don't like, I don't know like how to describe it, but their situation to me seems just like really nice. Like, I mean, they have insane mountains of money and they are young and yeah. they seem to like, Live, be living their life, living an absolute dream life. And they also clearly like care about and respect each other, whether they're together or not. And they have this like adorable child that they love and they both seem to spend a like a lot of time with. It just seems like I don't have a lot of notes. <laughs> well, I, I think it kind of like it, it uncovers a little piece of the patriarchy part of women needing men. It's like, oh, she doesn't need him. She probably would like him because, you know, he's the father of her child, but she has so much money. She'll never need financial support. And that used to not be the case for any woman. Like, look at her mother, Kris Jenner. Whenever she divorced Robert Kardashian Sr., she had no money in her book. She said she had a tomato in her house. Nothing. (laughs) That was it. So even like just going back that far to know that, you know, I'm sure it is a lot more comfortable to be able to be like, well, we could be together or not be together, whatever, whatever. And then on the flip side, he's not like, he's like, Oh God, I'm losing her. She's hot. Yeah. She's rich. She's got my baby. So yeah. like, it just takes a lot of the societal need out of it. So you can really yeah. just choose like, do we want to be together or not? But the other girls have all internalized this so big. Yeah. You really see how much, uh, and w- what they're willing to put up with in order to stay partnered, you know? Yeah, with the ill-fitting match. To be seen as, like, you feel their anxiety about the perception of romantic failure or, you know, that they they have a much more... They're just across the board, I think, a lot more traditional. We know that in their values across the board, even, like, gender constructs, you know? And that they really... um, that's why I'm very curious to see how Kim plays like divorce and yeah. like single dumb. Um, like, Cause we don't really, you know, we don't know her in this era as like, I'm think, very curious. Think how funny it is to watch JLo constantly partner with men who cheat on her every single time, every time she gets cheated on. And you're like, for what, for what do you need? Do you need yeah. this man? You need this man. You need that man? Come on. If he's in demand, go move on. Go find somebody that not a lot of people want. Because yes. maybe then they won't cheat on you. But it is this interesting thing about like needing to have these sort of traditional benchmarks, right? And it's like when you have achieved personally things that no other, almost no other women will have achieved in their life. Not even just like money wise, but like the, you will have experienced a thing no one will have known in the world, which is to be JLo, you know, which is to be Kim Kardashian or Kylie. And it's like, you don't necessarily need to experience partnerhood in the way that like traditional partnerhood works, you know, but there, you can feel that there is such an internalized need to present having that experience, you know? And it's like, I think that's the core of it is Kylie to me seems void of that. Yeah, she's like, I don't really need people to think I have like a doting partner. Yes, I don't need to have him like standing next to me on the red carpet. And that feels very um, and maybe maybe it's not that. But at least yeah. the way it's presented, there is a lot of autonomy and like, yeah, I'm fucking Kylie Jenner. I'm 
we're together or we're not. I don't know. Yeah. You can hang out with the baby, not hang out with the baby, whatever. We'll make a big blow up head of you or her. I don't care. I don't care. Um, Speaking of someone trapped in it, we got an update on this cheating scandal. Oh, I was like, what is the segue? I couldn't. I was like, is this about Caitlin in an airplane hanger? <laughs> yeah, well, she's she's trapped in a different kind of thing that we'll definitely get to. No, uh, so this that we had up we had talked about this most recent cheating allegation uh, from a woman named Sydney Chase. Uh, you know, of let some tea spill about having hooked up with Tristan. Um, we've gotten no response from the family. Chloe has posted many up close shots of her hands without her absurd engagement ring. People have noticed um, and re- read into that what they will. In the meantime, uh, Tristan has hired an attorney, Marty Singer, who fired off a legal threat. Another TMZ. We got a lot of TMZ today. I know. Um, the, so the woman claimed she had sex with Tristan after he got back together with Chloe. And uh, a court, it, it's, they've sent a letter to uh, Sydney Chase and who is refusing to prove the existence of the texts between her and Tristan. And uh, they sent a cease and desist. And I, Sydney, I'd seen that, that Sydney had posted, everyone is saying, I, I got a cease and desist. I didn't, I didn't. And then, then she suddenly posted, I finally received the cease and desist hours after I made my post online. It was first sent to an email I no longer use. <laughs> However, I'm You're moving 21. forward with the truth. Why are you having multiple uh, emails? <laughs> yes, I am choosing not to comply. I will not be called a liar. So she's like doubling down. But then why not release the text? I know. I know. It feels like a very simple thing. If you're going to, I mean, maybe it is just truly clout. And like the more she drags it out, she just knows this is like she went from being a person no one had heard of. Now we're talking about her. The longer she denies and posts, the longer her name stays in this cycle. Yeah. Would be my guess. And maybe she just is like young enough to not understand what a legal team can do to you. Because I Oof. think we've seen this in the past with the Kardashians that they can truly bury people in yes. lawsuits for years and years and years. And Sydney's like, what, 21 or 22? Mm-hmm. So she's just like, see about it. Whatever. Do it. Try it. And not realizing that the rest of her 20s could be tied up in court because of this. I think people really underestimate, like, the power of, like, the Kardashian legal machine, you know, and, like, what you are up against. These are people who have infinite resources, and it is only in their best interest to make you... As, as invisible as possible and for as long as possible. Even though it seems as if, oh, this is Tristan's counsel, Marty Singer has also represented the family. It's represent, mm-hmm. I think they represented Kim years ago for something. Oh, that yeah, what she was did it? It was bad. That. Something she did bad. I, something she did I, bad. Something in she the, did bad. In the case of something she did bad, Marty Singer was also <laughs> her counsel. Uh, <laughs> so I, and I think. Chloe is truly like Kim said, like you're so reactive to the public response to you. Yeah. Like for someone who was so like, fuck everybody. When she came onto the scene, she truly is the most in need of external validation. Yeah. She might be the most damaged. I I think like based off of, I I like had a flash of like the, um, the whole thing from a couple weeks ago, the bikini pics slash, Instagram live she did and like 
I really double down on what we said then, which is it is like truly maybe one of the saddest things I've ever seen, certainly by a public figure. Like it goes down as a historic new low to me of like the sadness of a rich, beautiful, powerful woman, you know? It yeah, it, like I said the word sick and I mean it. It's like it feels like something's like like they're it's sick. It's just sick. It's, it's like sick. something's wrong. Like your brain it's is really not bad. functioning properly and I know you don't believe in therapy, but you need to go get it. And but to this end of Tristan and the text, it does now if she doesn't release the text, it does seem like she's lying, right? Absolutely. Like on, you know, it's not like this is the, the story came out on like a hammered live podcast <laughs> doing with her like f- very drunk friends, like, you know, joking about it. And it doesn't mean it's not true, but it's not like it's like this is not really like it doesn't have a huge leg to stand on in terms of like, oh, no, it's like it just came out like girls getting hammered and gossiping which any woman knows is where lots of it's not something that something something couldn't have happened between yes. them or some interaction or like whatever but like that we're we're just assuming that they I, i'm not defending tristan here but it you know the idea that like oh they definitely had sex and they were it was definitely when they were together we don't know that we don't know anything i mean i guess we just have to see his penis to know if it's circumcised or not show us tristan it's the only way to prove yourself you gotta show, show us, us what your you're working peekaboo i hate that term i really hate it well you shouldn't because that's a a soon-to-be protected class (laughs) you're right i'm being judgmental about a body part and i don't need to be uh speaking of a sick woman now we'll get to caitlin (laughs) who just who just sucks sucks who just sucks um oh this story i pulled doesn't really have that well the gist of it is that caitlin was speaking on sean hannity and she was talking about how all of the issues (laughs) that california is dealing with and it's funny my mom actually watched it she's like she said all the things every politician says they care about and i was like true accurate uh but one of the specifics she used was she had a friend packing up his airplane hanger and she said to him hey what are you doing and he said oh i'm moving to sedona arizona because there's i can't deal with having to see there's so much so many homeless people here and so caitlin was like we gotta do something people are packing up their airplane hangers we can't lose the hangers what an absolute fool what a fool it's um so it's like oh uh, we're not sure if you're out of touch enough can you say something that'll show people that you really are she's like got it got it i I figured it out i know i'll talk about my hanger everyone knows their everyone has a hanger i'll talk about i'll frame our housing crisis in california as we can't be losing people who own airplanes oh my god this woman, what I can't wait for this campaign to go away. She, for anyone who doesn't know, Caitlin is running in the runoff election that's going to happen later this year. She's running on the Republican ticket against Gavin Newsom. 
uh, and is being supported by uh, Trump aides, including Brad Parscale. I don't remember how you say his name, who was the head of Trump's 2020 presidential campaign until he was fired. Uh, and in this same interview, Caitlin said she supports the wall, as in the border wall that Trump was building. <sighs> she called herself a compassionate disruptor, an outsider. Um, anyways, I mean, there I isn't mean, a whole ton to say. It's she just, is an outsider. I, She's right. There's no community that likes her. <laughs> Yeah, an outsider in terms of being a pariah. Is yes, how. yes. She, uh, <laughs> as someone who literally can't get in line for anyone, which is maybe you know not always a bad thing, but she also sells herself out and everyone else out constantly. I'm just confused. It's just an interesting. It's just interesting. Like, what is the plan here? You know, for C Caitlin and the long term. I, I think mean, everybody must have said that this was a bad idea for her. But, I don't think that narcissists process in that way, that they're just like, yeah. they don't even think about the bigger, like, they don't think about, and I think most of us don't think about what happens after we get the thing we want. Like, the, the we have our eye on a goal, which is the moment the balloons come down and we win an election, right? Let's, let's right. just use it as an analogy. But we don't think about what it's going to be like to sit in an office and have people tell you have another meeting coming in. Right. Which is especially in that in that Trumpian way where we can yeah. all see him suddenly being like, oh, I have to be the president. Now. But even if it's just <laughs> fame, like you want to be famous. Yeah. I don't think you're realizing that you uh, can no longer run to the grocery store. Right. You, know? you never you're not thinking you, there's like such a tunnel vision myopic like just getting the thing that other people can't have and yeah. can't get and that there's no downside as you're pursuing it oh my god that just reminds me i was telling you about it but my friend aubrey plaza uh i she got married last year uh mm -hmm. very quietly and like just a time i'm not gonna give any details but she was married we she told us all of her friends and family um, I did so good. I didn't even tell you, Jess. I couldn't believe I, I didn't, didn't tell know. you. I couldn't believe didn't I didn't know. tell you. Uh, but then she kind of not so casually, although every headline was like casually. I was like, no, she called Jeff Hurt my darling husband. Yeah, and not I was like, that cash. LOL. She doesn't speak that way. How funny. <laughs> <laughs> How funny. I I also like love Jeff. He's I've known him for over a decade now. Uh, and then people online were like. Aubrey's married into a man, which was, they were so, people were so upset. And I was like, Oh God. Like also there were so many publications that posted a picture of her and her friend Blake instead of her. Oh, they posted the wrong guy because it's her and Blake. I guess he was her date on a red carpet. She's it's like one of the ones where she's like dressed so great. She's wearing a beautiful white gown and Blake oh. Lee, who's a gay man who's, I believe also married to a man. Uh, and they posted <laughs> so many <laughs> pictures of them calling Blake Jeff. And it's so f also one publication said that they started dating in 2001, which would have made Aubrey a high schooler. And I was just going to say, wait a minute. Because Jeff's like, oh, uh, he's not 
that much older than her, but like enough to where that would be problematic if he were dating a 16 year old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just like it, it, like all tying back to like when you are celebrity and Aubrey's not even oh. like an in your face celebrity. People don't like write articles about her a lot unless Still. she's doing press. But to have like, be like she she's just like ugh I knew I shouldn't have said anything and that's why she had kept it secret I think yeah because she's like I don't want to hear opinions or like whatever yeah that, what a strange a thing that you could I don't know how anyone could ever adjust to it yeah that, like your life your choices the per- people you love the the decisions you make that people have opinions people and, just like, saying like rude stuff about a happy moment in your life it's crazy yeah, like. A thing you you did during like a like a horrible moment in history, like that brought you joy and probably brought like her their families and like loved ones so much happiness. And it's like, ew, fuck this news. Yeah, poor (laughs) Jeff too, because people were like, "Who's this mediocre white man?" It's like, oh my god, (laughs) oh my god, Uh, he's a bizarre man, but not you. He's unique in his own way, though, because he's a bizarre man. He co-wrote "I Heart Huckabees" when he was like so young, so so my god he would have been so young yes like he's not like a nobody but it wouldn't matter if he were he's someone that a person chose uh and is genuinely like a a very solid guy but all to say like guys we only talk bad about people to our friends and you guys are our friends that's why we talk bad about these people to you yes exactly tag them if someone were like oh uh, I'm sending Chloe your episode. I would die. I would die if someone I mean, were to tell them what we say. <laughs> I told you what I saw on my LinkedIn when that when it was like Chloe's former assistant had looked at me on LinkedIn. I like panicked. I and like we fully asked people to take to untag in the in on Instagram because yes. we like we don't want them to feel like shit. No, need, like I don't need them ever to know that like you and I sat and dragged them. You know, like that's they're human beings that like no one should have to listen to somebody ever like that fucking sucks. You know, it, it, we can understand that. But yes. like. Knowing that they chose fame, knowing that they've chosen like insane lives, they have all of the perks, all that stuff. It's still just like, yeah, it's a very like that's such a weird, toxic thing for like Aubrey to have to process. And like, you know, she's smart and has been in it at it for a while. But I'm sure it's just like, (laughs) what the fuck is that about? She's so much not online. So that's really helpful. Which is, I'm sure, the biggest key. I mean, the funniest text that I got from Aubrey during the pandemic was every three weeks uh are are we still in a pandemic or she'd say are we still in lockdown she would say every for months i'm talking like like 10 months she would text every couple weeks are we still in lockdown she had no clue she had no clue not participating in the same world (laughs) just being like doing a (laughs) different doing a different thing yeah um all right should we move to this recap now let's do it let's go and talk about uh, caitlin anymore I mean, what a drag of a person. I will just say this, especially as it relates to this episode. There are moments where I I maybe like I really am so happy. We were talking about this before. There's like marriages end and it's very sad. I am so happy for Kris Jenner that this is not her partner anymore. Like I know it really fucked her up. I know like she still has a lot. Clearly it's you can feel it's going to be complicated till the day they die. But I just 
Yeah, is that, and I was in this episode and stuff, just watching her. She's such, she's just uh, built such a world and a life. And I'm very happy that this is like not the person she's spending her life but with. But she has someone who will yell at her, don't you fall out that bunk bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, should we let's get do it. into it? Um, so this week it is the announcement of in the end of an era. So this is season 20, episode seven. Um, the big headline, it's all like a very streamlined episode in that like everything is dealing with the announcement of the end of the Kardashians and them announcing it first to the crew and then to the public. Big. I mean, it was very big. It was like a bomb drop when the news hit. So it was, it was a, a very interesting peek behind the curtain. This episode is the biggest peek behind the curtain. I think we've probably ever gotten. Yes. It's um, a lot of fourth wall breaking in this one. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, and emotional. And it's funny. Cause like it was, it's not, it was not the most like riveting episode, no. but I was also impacted yes. in a really big way. I felt very impacted and I felt like a really big personal sort of like, I think it was the first moment I realized like the end of an era, like a chapter of my own life ending. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like not even just the podcast, but just like, wow, this is like, and as it's timed in this moment in history and everything, I was just like, this is a very powerful um, moment. Yeah. I tell you, though, watching it, I was like, thank God that this won't be such a siloed part of my life anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know you and I are done. Uh, we're really we really have uh, done it. Yes. Uh, and it and it and I feel so much gratitude. Absolutely. Uh, but, but also to be like, oh, let's diversify. We have to diversify. <laughs> if you want to stay like in them. business, you got to diversify. <laughs> you got to get different revenue streams or for us, a revenue stream. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we open up with a surprise baby shower for, I found this very cute, oh! for one of their longtime producers and a camera and the cameraman who is uh, their partner, uh, Amanda and Ryan. Amanda's <laughs> pregnant and it was very sweet. They're both crying. I was like, oh my God, what a dream to have, I assume, met on set, on set being I... Khloe Kardashian's house, I assume, so, <sighs> to like, uh, just like giggling as, as the girls are getting makeup touch-ups and you're you're like flirting a bit behind a big column somewhere. <laughs> yes. And she's telling him what to do. Uh, yeah. She's probably his boss. Oh, my gosh. And cameraman, you're like, you never get to talk all day, but you see it all. <laughs> I loved this. Ah, uh, like, um, yeah, a crew romance is so, so sweet. Uh, yeah, this made me so happy. They're throwing them a, the surprise baby shower. Uh, and yeah, we learn that, you know, we get this like kind of funny next shot of, um, Kim's house where Kim is like <laughs> coming out to study, I guess, to do some law, law, law her, study. Her, uh, I never realized how many flashcards were involved in becoming a lawyer. <laughs> The thickest books you've ever seen and as many flashcards. Kim and the law. Yeah. Law school is keeping the flashcard industry, the note card industry uh, afloat. And, you know, Kim comes out to study. 
I was laughing so hard because her nipples, we were getting full top of nipple in this like studying shot. And it was just the most I like, no, it was you right where, right where the color changes. Um, and you know, I don't mind it, but no. I was like, the, I loved this like kind of sexy librarian vibe of like, I'm here studying. And we've got like <laughs> the full brown of a nipple uh, in, in the I, shot. For her, I think 2020 slash 2021 is about barely it's about wearing tops and bras that are too small yes yeah she really likes that kind of like put that like cut in yes on the boob she wants it to be like that kind of cut and the whoop bubbling yeah then it's like above it oh this doesn't fit me that doesn't fit that's the word it doesn't fit we're down a cup size on purpose absolutely but she tells us our contract is up uh we learned that the e contract is up it is time to decide what they're doing. Uh, and which they, is she, one millionth of the conversation. <laughs> one millionth of the truth. Yes. <laughs> and Kim talks about how much they've loved doing the show. She's like, I love being on camera. I love people watching my life. And I honestly appreciated the honesty of Me saying too. that. Me yeah. um, And then we have Chris's house. She's moving. We see our, our sweet Matt our assistant uh, Matt. Now, do you angel think, assistant? <laughs> as they were moving, I, I I realized they have all these storage boxes. Do you think they just always have those storage boxes? Yeah, I I mean, and they just like stack them so. up in the garage somewhere. Yeah, I imagine they have like whole you know airplane hangers basically you know <laughs> like it's like, just I, like a bed bath and beyond uh, yes i unit truly somewhere. <laughs> yeah like like i bet you there's some area that is set up like a store like a retail store you know with like aisles yeah and that they like because they have uh, press boxes alone yes press boxes alone could fill an airplane hanger you know like the amount of stuff that they have and especially if you're chris jenner like at least all the daughters have only been, you know, famous and, and amassing shit for 10 years or so. She's had a, she had a whole life. She yeah. was a Beverly Hills queen. Yeah. She has so much shit. I can't. And is so also nostalgic. Yes. So I got to imagine. Yeah. That in, there's there's some kind of like aisle situation. <laughs> and there's not enough. Not enough. Not, not, not what I'm trying to say. Where I come from, all of my family heirlooms have been ruined in floods. We have nothing. I don't even think we have pictures left anymore really? of any of our family because we've had some really bad floods. Oh, so uh, that. yeah, it gets uh, ruined with a uh, river slash sewer water. So oh, I hate that. But, but it, yeah, we're it's, not nostalgic. It's, so it's just like, well, I guess we'll never see those pictures. I uh, hope we remember them. Everything dies with us. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I mean, that is a nice like f- silver lining to a digital age, you know, as much mm, as it's I'm, like, yeah, if only, <laughs> if only. I just like yeah. for moving forward for our lives that we'll have so much of it. We'll like whatever live in a cloud. Wait till power. Um, we don't have a power grid anymore. And then. We Marcy. can't access anything. Marcy, I'm it's trying coming. to make it happy. Look, not not everything <laughs> needs a silver lining. Sometimes we need to sit in the sadness of it. You know what I'm saying? Fine. I mean, Fine. I have an appointment later with our therapist. So, you know, I'm just trying to prep up. <laughs> she's um, getting, she's prepping for therapy. Um, then we have this scene with Chloe, True, Courtney. And Courtney is saying that the show has been a real love-hate relationship. And it's like, um, you think? <laughs> this is like her storyline, even though everything is kind of 
I connected. Her storyline is, look, I don't want to do this, but it's not my fault is like the whole point of her. <laughs> but she has a moment in this scene that I was like, oh, when when they put a raisin on True's head and she goes, a raisin on your head? I was like, that is <laughs> amazing acting. Yes. We never see... We never see that Courtney. Yes. Whoever she is. It wasn't we never like see her. even like being like, like there was no wink to it. She really sold it as if she was like, how the fuck did a raisin get on True's head? Like she looked upset. <laughs> she committed. <laughs> I, I was like blown away by the performance. It was really good. Uh, she's a complex woman. <laughs> um, then, so then we get this very funny scene. That's like the big meeting. Yeah. Right. It's this um, private discussion with none of the crew uh, there. They're shot on the iPhones, yes. taking us back to peak pandemic. Yes. Um, it's we got Chris, Kim, Courtney, Chloe. You might say the executive producers um, and they're there to make the decision. They need to give E slash Bunin Murray the executive decision on whether the show is happening. There was a specific line that I think said so much. Did you catch this line? They're expecting sure. an answer and we can't really go backwards. I took that. We can't really go backwards to mean they are offering less money. Ah, interesting. Okay. Well, because I mean, so, so that's the zoom out that like, it didn't bother me necessarily. I mean, I don't know. It's very, we know in hindsight, that there is a Hulu slash Disney deal that's announced shortly after. So there is an enormous other piece of this conversation. So it's not just ending the show. It's moving networks. It's changing networks. It's changing, I assume, production companies is the larger key. So that has to be in the works at this point. Yes. You know, that it, there's no way that that is like something that came up after, even if it was announced after. I bet it's been in the works, though, for I bet it's been a conversation for five years or longer. Yes. A I deal of that since, size since before the last renegotiation three years ago. I'm yeah. sure they've been talking about it. And it's probably been something on the table as leverage to be like, if you don't want us, we have yes. another option because they're not contractually obligated like the way television shows are like like when Brooklyn Nine-Nine was canceled by Fox. Yeah. Now, maybe they kind of like obviously like they knew as soon as they were canceled that NBC was planning on buying it. Like so there was a little of chatter behind the scenes of like, is there another option if this happens? But they can't like like they couldn't decide like, oh, you like you can't just be like, we're going to leave the network because they don't they right. don't let you. They own it unless another network releases you. Whereas in this case, these are just humans. And they're like, well, we'll end keeping up the Kardashians. So that show's over. But the whole crew is still together. Yeah. And that like they are the the IP, basically, yes. you know, so they can walk. And I'm sure. Yeah. Like a deal of that size that they signed with uh, Disney Hulu, like yeah was going on concurrently and i and that's i think an important lens to look at the episode through because and the emotion behind it is it's they turned down e is is what i you know or did not move forward left. i i think e offered so little money that they fit. yeah but e I mean, was they like could, i think e was like oh we don't really want you so here's like the, we're not gonna say we're canceling you but this is the yeah. offer so they, so they 
don't say any of that in the episode. And it's treated very much like we're turning the cameras off for good. Like yes. this is the end end of an era, which is a little untrue. I don't um, know. I do not think they're doing. I do not think you're going to see a show with all of the sisters on it like every week. I don't know that it would be that, but I do feel like they will be on camera. The ones that want to be on camera. I think they're going to start doing camera. more like this is premise based television, though. Yeah, like it's a, pretty crazy to me that we still know so little about it. Yeah, I'm like, sure it's all in development still, too. But then Kim said that Kim had that tweet that was like, our new show will air soon after Keeping Up With Ends. Interesting. So she said, like, our new show. Uh-huh. I, uh, so I'm like that. I, anyways, I, we don't know. Um, so they're filming on their iPhones. And Chloe is clearly the outlier here. Uh, don't you think? Oh, yeah. She says it. She's like, oh, oh, I thought we were having a discussion. It seems like you guys have already made up your mind. And right. she's like, I'm a creature of habit. Um, I, you know, she's like, I would continue to do the show. Yeah. it's. I thought, I don't know that I was surprised, but yeah, I guess I was, especially considering the ringer that Chloe's gone through on the show, Yeah, you know, and it, I mean, it kind of makes sense. She's done such heavy lifting on the show. She's, you know, especially these last couple seasons with Courtney step back. Like, but I, yeah, she she was really you could feel that she was like kind of hurting about it. She said it feels really heavy. And she was like, this has been that she was like, this has been such a bad year. I don't think there's been one good month. In yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And then Courtney's like, I'm a newly really decisive person in life. <laughs> I love and this. So like I can make a decision. They're like, oh, yeah, you can make a decision. She's like, yeah, I think it's time to end. And Chloe's like, yeah, you thought it was time three years ago. She's like, no, just last year, which was three seasons ago. <laughs> I loved this like oh I'll decide oh I'm gonna really shock you guys with my big <laughs> my big POV as if it yeah has not been like one of the central storylines of the entire <laughs> show for years yeah. now uh, <sighs> and Chris and Kim are like look it's time like if we're gonna open a new chapter we have to close this one and I think for them there is a lot tied up with ending this show yes like it makes a lot of sense. Whereas Chloe feels like she's in the middle of her story. Yeah. I mean, well, and I'm sure if you're Chloe, here's my guess is it's like, if you're Chloe, you're like, I just went through the fucking worst of it. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, in your Kim, you're like, I'm about to get divorced. I don't want that shit documented. I want to hide that. And I bet you Chloe's like, cool. I just had my, fucking double cheating scandals go through this show everyone saw me get (laughs) cheated on as i went into labor like could we show my redemption story could we show my happy family please like they're on she's like dovetails you know (laughs) she was probably watching this past week and like you know what i'm so glad this shit is ending and she (laughs) she she tweeted out the funniest thing she was like guys heads up alexa's gonna be doing the tweeting for me tonight because i'm but i'm watching i'm here uh so be nice to her I was like, what? <laughs> what is? Uh, maybe it was just like she didn't want to watch because it was like hard for her. Or I don't know. No, she said it was because she was hosting a cousin's painting night. That's right. She but- was hosting the little babies <laughs> all over. I was like, what a funny thing to try to do both. Um. Just- so then we have MJ's house in La Jolla. Chris yeah. is packing up. She's on the phone with Chloe. You know, they're talking about how MJ has essentially moved Calabasas 
And so this is, you know, kind of closing up shop. There's no need. It really sounded like they were offering or not offering. They were like planning for MJ to die. soon. <laughs> the way they were this speaking. Got, yeah. This rounded the corner into like heaviness. First of all, I was like, cause MJ has been in, uh, up with the family for a while now. So I was like, is this house just been empty? Does she go back and she forth? She did go like, back and forth before the pandemic. Okay. Cause that was what okay. they were talking about with her birthday that she does go down right. and like okay. see her friends and stuff. But You're I think right. she's kind of like getting to the point where traveling back and forth is probably not as easy. Also, I was like, what about Chris's sister? Is she allowed to see MJ? That sister. We should do some digging. I haven't looked up the latest with that sister in a while. There's nothing to find other than the, the few years ago when they're like, Chris is a strange sister. It's crazy. Like that was like all the headlines. <laughs> but yeah, we like she literally says Chris is like, I'm trying to organize the end of her life. It's very sad. And I was like, maybe there's something we don't know, but I mean, uh, well, I, I, mean, just, I know she's in her 80s, right? Yeah, but just the idea of, yeah, it's just, I mean, you're right. It's, it is really intense. It's, I mean, it gave me a pang. You know, my parents are in their mid 70s and it is like, I can't even imagine like when you're really actually at the point and it, it's part of it, you know, it just is really intense. I'm I was like, to, she's I was, 86 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I think you got another 15 years in her, though. Yeah. I I mean, she she has she's a she's like thin and frail. But to me, has been that way almost as long as she's been on TV. Like, it's also just felt like her body type. (laughs) Yeah. She's very small and frail. Um, But yeah, it's it's really it's it's always intense because Chris is so this like powerful matriarch. And she embodies it so well. And it is like, it's her whole essence. But I will say when I remember that Chris is a daughter and she feels like small to her mother, you know, and you feel her like daughterness to Mm -hmm. MJ is always this like really uh, kind of, it just has a lot of resonance, you know, and the how how big of a world Chris has created. And it's just, just like, she loves her mom so much. Um, but Chloe's on the phone supporting her. And anything you need, I'll be here. Being so nice. Such a sweet mother-daughter moment. Yeah. So then we go to, we're in Malibu. Um, so this is when they're going to announce to the crew. Um, they, they said they wanted to hear it from them personally before they read it online, which, yes, obviously, of course. But I yeah. also was like, God, there's no good way to give this news. No, because the thing to remember here is these are their jobs. Yeah. These are, these people are, it's not just like the emotional end of a show or however we're attached to it. They're getting laid off. My only like, like I was like, Oh my God, how terrible to like lose their jobs. Then I was like, Oh yeah, I do it every season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Welcome I, to the rest of television. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had a job uh, since October. So I guess I, it just is what it is. It's not good. It yeah. sucks, but it is what it is. Hire me. <laughs> <laughs> Quick PSA. Uh, she's available, willing, ready, and able. Um, so <laughs> we have Chloe wearing latex pants and this a space look. Chloe, bun. Please don't. Space bun is the perfect description. I was like, did you need to look this insane for this scene? It's I couldn't with her. I was like, okay. I guess she's visually telling us she is anachronistic to what's going on. <laughs> but so they, it, it's, yeah, they're all outside. 
Uh, it's great because we're getting finally a lot of lower thirds and names on the crew. Yes. So we I, we have Delphine. We get a couple other names in there. Uh, Queen. F I, I finally heard them say it. F Farnaz. Farnaz. Yeah. Farnaz. She's the, the queen EP behind. Yeah. Um, she's Seacrest. been there since the very, very beginning. Yes. And they start telling them it, uh, that they're that they're ending the show. And it is emotional. Yes. I got emotional watching it. Yeah, um, of course, Courtney is stone cold. Uh, <laughs> so they all give like they're crying. Like Chris is like, I have something to tell you. And there's no easy way to say it. And then Chloe's like, you guys have been with me for everything. And like, and then Courtney goes, um, I'm not a big talker, <laughs> but I'm so grateful. <laughs> We also get this. It made me laugh so hard. We also get like these flashbacks of behind the scenes uh, footage, which is so sweet. I love to see. I would watch a whole episode of it. You, I was going to ask you, there's this part where Chloe's like telling a story about like when I was in Dallas, this, you know, he stayed with me overnight. So I didn't have to stay there. Why was she in Dallas? With Lamar. Oh, OK. This yeah. was the era I was not she was as in much Dallas of with Lamar. And she, I guess he was traveling. So she was alone on Christmas and the cameraman spent Christmas with her. Oh, um, okay. I was like, when did that happen? And then she's like, they've been with us through marriages, divorces. They saw my vagina. I mean, we're just close. <laughs> I truly, though, was going to die when Courtney was like, um, okay, I'm not a big talker, <laughs> but I'm so grateful. <laughs> and then Kim did her like, like classic ugly cry. You could oh. tell. I think it. this was a nice episode to see because it's so easy for us to think of them as like these big celebrities kind of just existing in front of the cameras, but they really like to see the connection was very nice. Yeah. And I, and they've, they've like been letting us in on that definitely like little by little. And I think this is this, and it, what a beautiful thing to do, you know, yeah. in the same way, like all reality TV now, you can't really ignore the, like we've now, where you got all have so much awareness of the, the construct of it but certainly to have had this same crew for 13 years in reality television is an anomaly i promise yes. you as someone who worked in reality especially it is not the norm it this means is they're crazy. being treated very well yes it's a crazy thing especially, and that is the emotion yeah. behind it because they know that this is like will never happen again for yeah. for this crew god are they gonna have to go work on like survivor or something i'm yes. worried for them like i mean they're gonna be able to go work on great shows because they'll probably they keep have... working with them yes, yes. probably <laughs> they'll probably bring them over to hulu but uh because they trust them and they try and not it's not just about trusting them to tell their story it's trusting to not tell their secrets to be in their homes and not rob them to not rob them, to not gossip about them, that, that they we know that the slightest scrap of information about any of them is it's what we do here every week that we share it. We talk about it. God, they are I'd be so bad. I'd be so oh, I'd bad because so I would bad. tell you and then I'd forget I told you and then I'd tell someone else. <laughs> I'd tell everybody. <laughs> um, so the next scene we have Scott's joining. He just flops on down. On the couch. I was like, ooh, Scott's energy. OK, <laughs> it's like someone who's like, uh, I have no control, but I've really been counting on this. <laughs> oh, cool. And my job ends as well. Okay, great. So I mean, it's just, I know uh, how it's he, my I know how he feels because I remember 
finding out when Brooklyn, like I, I knew it was probably going to be over, but I definitely found out uh, via Instagram that mm. Brooklyn was ending. And I was like, no, Twitter was Twitter. And I was like, ah, uh. okay. I will no longer be making money from that. All right. Okay. Uh, kind of thought. Yeah. But also, oh, <laughs> oh my God. And the, the idea of just like, especially in that much of a like passive way, you know, the like scrolling on an app and like finding out your life is changing. Yeah. So like, he just walked into a living room and was like, oh, uh-huh. We're ending. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it's just my sweatshirt line now that pays this mortgage. <laughs> Okay. okay, cool. And I'm going to okay. build white houses. Uh, Chris told me I'm going to build a white house and I'm going to build a white house. Great. And I don't know that I'm about to have to watch Courtney go on like the steamiest romance <sighs> in a few months. Gosh. Okay, great. Everything's looking up for me. Awesome. Yeah. And he's just like, there's a lot of pros and cons, but uh, yeah, yeah it really weird. Like, <laughs> he's like, I'm supportive of whatever anybody wants to do, <laughs> which is a non-statement. But yeah. um, then we get some really, I really like, uh, we got Kim calling up some of the OGs food to bring God. them into the moment. We got food God. She's crying. I love his and- reaction. He goes, stop. Why? Oh, that's Why? terrible news. It's like pop culture sadness. I know. I really <laughs> like pop culture sadness. Uh, and then the- and she calls Simon Huck. Um, and he also is like, no, I'm so sad. And, uh, I and love- he's like, I thought. I thought we were going to continue. I thought this would continue forever. I thought we'd see North on it for her 16th birthday. I love when he remembered. He's like, I remember you telling me about the show. And I was like, oh, that's a sketchy idea. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) They were at Koi, an OG LA restaurant. Um, very, which was a real moment in time when he said it. He was like, I remember we were at Koi and you told me. Um, and then they all have to like, she rushes off because they have to coordinate their like Instagram post. Another fun behind the scenes. Yeah, she's like, I can't ruin my makeup anymore. And then Scott is, uh, the way Scott laughs at her, <laughs> it's like, she like just like cuts off the waterworks. <laughs> they so, like coordinate these press release announcements. It's very funny because it's so clear in this moment that Kim is actually in charge of this stuff. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that fascinating? Oh, like, she's it's not Chris. Like, and they, you could tell like Chloe was like, am I allowed to like be sad in this pose? And like, she was sort of saying it out loud in front of Kim, but Kim wasn't responding. And I think that was sort yeah. of like, I'm not the boss here, but everyone knows she's the boss there. It was fascinating because she was truly like debating if she was allowed basically to put the broken heart emoji. Yeah. And was like, I thought that was so crazy to be like am i sad what am i what am i kim what am i you know like it's like what am i allowed to do am i gonna get in trouble (laughs) it was so crazy uh harry hudson's there inexplicably (laughs) for some reason (laughs) chloe's comforting him (laughs) i know i was like and you sir are a part of this moment because (laughs) why do we let these teen boys hang out at the house so much (laughs) what are we doing (laughs) um so the next scene we're, we're kim is at we're at Chris. No, we're at Kim's house. Chris is over. Kim is doing construction. She's building a wall that a TV wall, a whole wall a is going to be wall. TV and like a big LED wall. She says, I was like, okay, I think she, yes. And then she's going to have lights behind it, you know? Okay. Like, oh, I see. Okay. Um, when Chris is just walking down memory lane about when Kim and Kanye moved in with her and I could just see this look on Kim's face. Like I'm not, doing this right now Mm-mm. sorry my alexa started or my uh, <laughs> i just got very scared because my alexa started talking at me oh uh, no 
I said something that triggered it. It's that Roman um, ruin. <laughs> I was like, who's behind me? Um, so yeah, the, it's also, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Um, yeah, just remembering him move in. She's like, oh, remember when you guys live with me for two or three years? Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's mostly just like Chris is feeling all the nostalgia in the world. Yes, yes. She's feeling a lot of nostalgia. This definitely becomes like a a real memory lane moment for Chris in general. Yeah. Then we have her at Chloe's house. She's still having a hard time. Chloe's like, look, for you, it's been a lot of change and uncertainty. And maybe you just got to go to Palm Strings and order from Mastro's at 5 p.m. and hang out with your girlfriends. I was like... Chris is living Jess's dream life. I was going to say, I have ordered Mastro's, or not Mastro's, I've ordered Morton's, which is just another old steakhouse uh, in the desert. And I was just like, oh my God, I, this woman is just continues to become, I'm I'm like so like not accidentally mimicking her in every turn. We're talking <laughs> caftans and desert and like getting fancy Mastro's and martinis with your friends. I was like, this is it. This woman is it for me, yeah, man. She's living your life. <laughs> I also like love how they treat. I love how the Palm Springs house has become like a, a spa refuge, you know, like it's like how it truly is where they go for all of their like, that they all live in these insane dream mansions in this, not even in the city, in yeah. Hidden Hills. And then they're like, we got to get out of here. And they all like fly out to this like spa hotel I that mean, they like created out there. It's, it's so magical. Awesome. I would die for it. So well, the next scene is Scott and Courtney. And Courtney is talking about all the memes that are blaming her for the ending of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Because, look, she didn't love filming, but it's not her fault. <laughs> this little, like, PR scene that I'm sure she demanded. She's wearing a, a Tasmanian devil shirt with Taz on it, which I loved, by the way. Um, and, yeah, I, like, love the fact that she got, like, her, she got her little reckoning moment to be like, it wasn't me. Yes. <laughs> yes, I hated it. And I did make it miserable. But it's not my fault. And she's like, if everyone wanted to keep doing it, I might have kept doing it. So. So just know that you guys. Um, and then we get this real premonition line from Scott where he's like, you know, my biggest fear is that, you know, without this being also as a side note, I found it fascinating how much they actually use the word job, which I don't remember them saying as much previously. Yeah. This is their job and stuff. Yes. And like without our job, this is our job. Um, but he says, you know, with the, not having this be their job, his biggest fear is that they'll float apart and not see each other as much. And that's going to happen for is sure. Exactly what happens. But uh, then we've got Kim watching these old clips with Chloe. She's like watching on her phone old clips of keeping up with. They're laughing about the backgrounds that they used to use. Oh, in their you skipped a part. You skipped. Oh, okay. Go so for it. Chris, Corey, and Kyle and Faye Resnick. That you kiss. You miss Palm Springs. It comes before yes, that. Okay. I uh, just have it out of order. Okay. So uh, we have Chris and Corey waiting for <laughs> Kyle and Faye, and as soon as they walk in, Corey yells, "Why y'all late?" <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> they didn't even apologize. They were like, it's vacation. They didn't say it. We're sorry we're late. We're sorry we didn't not call. these women. These Corey, women, of course not. Corey was like, oh, it was so funny. Why y'all late? 
Corey is like the enforcer of this like gals hang. It made yes. me laugh so hard. He's like, you know, the it's like when 14 year olds babysit like 11 year olds. <laughs> It's like, I'm in charge, but just barely. <laughs> I love the vibe of this hang. I love their looks. Kyle has like a 70s vibe. Faze, all turquoise. Oh, the whole thing. I just made me want to go hang out in Palm Springs they with friends so bad. had so many costume changes that it made me believe it happened over a series of days. Like, Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, they had like three daytime looks and then pajamas as well. So, oh my god, I didn't even clock it. What uh, queens. Uh, but maybe they're doing costume changes, who knows. But I love when Corey says this sweet little lady baby from La Jolla has been reeled down and you need to talk to her about how her show is ending. I was like, this sweet little lady baby. <laughs> <laughs> Corey's good. Corey loves this her, man. I love him baby. like telling her friends to ask her about a thing. You gotta talk to her about her show's ending. <laughs> I guess it was crazy that they probably knew unless it happened before, maybe like this could have been filmed a month earlier for all yeah. we know. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but they'd be like, huh? What, why, why are you sad? What's up? I was like, of course she's sad. Like, well, the way they like treat emotions in general in this world they live in is so strange. Like it, of course it's an emotional thing. And they're like, what is going on? This is crazy. You know, like they're so shocked by like rational, emotional reactions always. It's so funny too. Cause it really shows you, uh, how Kyle has an insight and Faye is a bull in a China shop. Cause Faye's like, <laughs> But why would you stop? And Kyle's like, I'm sure it's complicated, Faye. Hey, Faye, why don't you shut up? Faye has like <laughs> two or three moments where I was like, Faye is dumb. <laughs> Faye is very dumb. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, to ask her all these questions while the people who are about to be out of a job are surrounding you. Yes. And like, Chris is clearly acknowledging them over and over again, being like, they're family. They're my family. They're a second family. And it's like these three. <laughs> this yeah. crew is because Kyle's like varying oh. levels of intelligence. Kyle's like, we have different people every single day. I really cannot keep up who, with who they are. <laughs> I did learn that, that that was fascinating that Kyle says it's her 11th year. Oh, yeah. That snuck, that snuck up. I was like, oh, my God. That's, that's not nothing. It's 11 a, years of Housewives. It's been a joyous decade. <laughs> pretty crazy uh but they're looking better than ever Faye's like well maybe it's good news we'll hang out more yeah <laughs> um and then Faye grabs their hands and Kyle's like I'm scared to touch hands <laughs> and then Corey comes over <laughs> with hand sanitizer and is spraying <laughs> it all over the food <laughs> hey, don't get it. She's like, don't get it in her margarita, please. <laughs> and then they like all hold hands and they shout girlfriends forever. She <laughs> <laughs> makes them yell it. And I was like, oh, my God. But they make they cheer Chris up. She'd been crying. They cheer her up. She's feeling a little bit better already. <laughs> and yeah. Then we go to uh, when did. Oh, yeah. That, that's later okay uh so then we have the chloe and kim watching old clips of themselves yes, okay uh and then they're like let's call caitlin oh, and boy. the body language here where yes chloe is being so closed off a little yeah. literally leaning away arms across her chest you know 
Um, you can feel it. Yeah. She doesn't fuck with Caitlin. And Caitlin must pick up on it because mm-hmm. she says, still have them big hoops, bitch. And really like disarmed everyone. <laughs> it really worked. I thought the same thing. We're like, because Chloe like leans forward laughing so hard, gets a real laugh out of her. And I was like, okay, this is an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Caitlin is like, gets in there uh and she's like ha ha things haven't changed <laughs> <laughs> she's like yeah it's sad blah 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 let's talk about me for a bit <laughs> me 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 i'm me 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 and she says some of the best conversations i've had with my children are in the show she looks crazy man she her clay her face looks like clay she looks nuts her um, nose least- is purple for some reason <laughs> yeah i was like Dude, this woman is nuts. It was like too, you know, because it's on a phone, so it's hard to see what was going on. But I was like, something's up with her nose. Maybe someone bit it. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're back in Palm Springs. Uh, again, I think it's a different day or at least a different outfit. So they're they're heading to the bunk bedroom. Kyle is doing her famous splits. God. She puts her foot behind her head. She likes to show us how limber she is. And yes, she wants us to know exactly how she and Mauricio have sex. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're cutting up. They're like drunk, drunk, drunk. Yes, it's really fun. And they like they're all climbed up in one of the bunk beds. They're rolling around in the bed. They yeah, she can't stop doing the splits. Then Chris to Chris to Kyle is like, are these your real lashes? And Kyle's like, uh, no, so it calls them double deckers, which I believe is when you've got two strips on. Yes. Right. Yes, that's, um, I've learned that from my friend, Nicole. She often, I learned that. I, I did not know until, yeah, Nicole talked about it and I was like, okay. Um, which I've never tried and I want to, um, cause damn, I mean, Kyle looking good in this episode. Oh Yeah. So Chris rips the fake eyelashes right off her face and then they start putting them all over each other and they're just giggle, (laughs) giggle, giggle, giggle. And then Papa Corey comes in and says, hey, don't fall off that bed. (laughs) You know why? He's had to pick pick, uh, Chris up off the bed or off the floor enough times. And he knows she'll break a hip. (laughs) He's older than the rest of them. He needs those hips. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I've picked up this fucking martini soaked ass enough times (laughs) (laughs) so then we have the final scene it's the family dinner and chris is telling them she had a breakdown but she knows it was the right decision and then they just funny to call that a breakdown too it's like you we might not have seen it we may not have seen Uh, oh i see you're right yeah you're right you're right (laughs) it may have gotten bad in fact it was on the floor uh under the bunk (laughs) yes yes where people were like get out from under the bed (laughs) (laughs) so then they do the peak and pit uh yes classic but they don't go around everyone because they're like we can't really hear this nope uh no and they're it's all pretty they're the obvious you know kim's like oh the peak is some free time she also qualifies it she's like a little bit more free time a little bit more look it's either a lot of work filming the show or it isn't you gotta gotta, i just love that she like can't you know that she still needs to let us know that's what i'm saying she's like either this takes up a lot of time and it's a job or it's not like which you, is it <laughs> yeah this woman needs us to believe she doesn't sleep she does everything on planet earth yeah it's, it's exhausting but then kendall i you know kendall acknowledges that it's sad and also it's been her her entire life yeah and she's like and guys we- people have tried to murder me because of a show <laughs> you guys started 
I didn't have a choice. And now I have to make more money to have security all the time. Right. Remember how I didn't choose this literally at all? And then but naked I've... people end up in my pool and I have <laughs> to have so many Doberman Pinchers. Remember that, guys? <laughs> She's like, I try and live the most private life. Uh, and we know that, yeah, she specifically, you know, has has never been in the fold as much. So she's obviously fine. And then we get Tristan, Tristan, reminding everyone that he's a child at an adult's table goes, yeah, I think the show came on when I was in middle school. Oh, my God, you fucking <laughs> fool. You fool. You fool. <laughs> then Chloe's like decides to be a cheerleader distracts from her foolish child uh, partner and says, hey, you know what? Let's just, we have a month left of filming. Let's make it great. Let's yeah. make it the best. Let's make it amazing. Let's get a Kardashians wahoo. What is she doing? Talking to Kyle and Faye? <laughs> I know. I was like, what is with this like new trend of ending a scene with like a cheer? I this is not how this show goes. Never cheered with friends. <laughs> We don't do that. Nobody does that. The only person who ever did that was Vicky Gunvalson, and she's a monster. <laughs> Wahoo! Uh, um, And that's it. They that's cheer. It. It's going to be a great last month. How do you so. feel about the ending? Weird. Just sort of, it felt like, I don't know, this episode was had a, had a mood to it, you mm -hmm. know? The whole episode just had a mood to it, partially because they're only giving us like parts of the story, partially because it's sad. Yeah. It makes me feel a lot. It does. Yeah. So it's not a very satisfying feeling end to me. I don't know. Well, it's what not about the about end. You? So I guess that's part of it. So, yeah. but even just the announcement, I was like, it was sad. I found myself like tearing up in moments of yeah. it, but also so relieved to be like, I, it's all personal too to be like yeah i want to move on i don't want them to take up so much brain space for me yeah same i think that uh look we i think everybody benefits from uh some space from this family absolutely <laughs> i think absolutely. everyone all of us i think everyone is better for spending less time with um they're not bad people i'll never think that i actually really I don't, even don't think see my own family this month so. i just think they are we get enough of them they will never disappear from our collective consciousness so the less that we have to seek them out the better for all of us yeah um but yes uh it got me also excited for for i'm excited uh, for even their other stuff and whatever that'll be i'm excited for our other stuff um but yeah we got we still got more left so it's not the end in the meantime, we release new episodes every Monday. Check out our website, Kardashianit.com. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review. Check out our Twitter and Instagram and email us at Kardashianit at gmail.com. And thank you so much for listening to Kardashianit. Bye. Bye.